Yo, what up? Welcome to another episode of the Oakland Warriors podcast. I'm Patrick, flying solo. So the Warriors beat the defending champs, the Milwaukee Bucks, 122-109 on Saturday at Chase Center on ABC, the Saturday showcase game. And that's the second Saturday in a row. And y'all remember what happened last Saturday. They lost to the lowly Los Angeles Lakers in a pretty humiliating game, which I called at the time and still believe was their worst loss of the season. But since that game, the squad has played much, much better. And if you're a Warriors fan, I don't know how you don't feel good about how they look right now. Jordan Poole continued to play really, really well. He started previously. Moses Moody had been getting some starting nods, but Jordan Poole played 35 minutes, nine for 16, five for 10 from three, seven for seven from the free throw line. He still leads the league in free throw percentage, six boards, five assists, plus 26, 30 points. That's awesome. That's awesome. I mean, ever since Gary Payton, the second went down, I feel like that's opened up some extra guard minutes for Jordan Poole. And since GP2 went down, I believe Poole has not played fewer than 30 minutes. It's been like 30, 32, 34, 30, and now 35. So he gets a chunk of time. And Jordan Poole is looking like Jordan Poole out there, right? I mean, I said it after last game, but to have another back-to-back game where he's looking like the Jordan Poole that we saw towards the end of last season and as a starter beginning of this season before Clay came back. He has energy. He's excited. He's shouting. He's got a swagger back. And for a while, I was like, I can't wait. You know, before Clay came back, I was like, I can't wait till we see a lineup of Steph, Clay, Poole, and Wiggins. Granted, Wiggins hasn't been playing well as of late, but just having... Steph, Clay, and Poole. I mean, I've talked about this for the last couple of games, and that's just such a lethal combination of shooters who can who can just beat you in so many different ways. And when they're on, they're proven to be pretty unstoppable. You know, there's not a huge sample size, but when those guys play well, it's 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 lights out. Clay, he's the big story of the night. After playing poorly since coming back from that illness or whatever, he shot 15 for 24, 8 for 14 from three, six boards, five assists, 38 points, plus 27 on the night. Now, people have been saying that Clay isn't Clay, and he may be a step slow on the defensive end. But for me, how he's looked since coming back from being sick was discouraging, right? But don't get it twisted here. Like he was looking good. He had some very good games overall since coming back in January. And it may have been just being out for that stretch, being sick when he said he had like headaches or he just, he sounded pretty bad. So, you know, his timing was off, his rhythm, his shot, his legs, his wind. You had to give him a couple games and hopefully this unlocks something. And yes, there will probably be some times where he dips in his shooting percentages and whatever, but this was a great game to have and show the rest of the league, show the rest of the primetime watching basketball universe that he can still do this. He was taking a lot of the shots that he's been taking this whole time, but all of these were just going in 
And there's a beauty to his shot. I've spoken about this before, the beauty to how he shoots the ball, especially a three-pointer. There were a few of those where he got the pass and it was a high pass or in his chest. And I mean, we all do this when we catch the ball, we catch it and then we kind of bring the ball down and set and then come up through our motions, right? Like that's how at least I used to shoot a basketball, but Clay, he would grab it and then just raise up. And that quick release, that quick trigger, that repetitive, just perfect jump shot, it's amazing to see. And it just shows like how amazing of a shooter he is because that's not easy to do, right? To get the ball in your chest and just raise up and shoot. You know, most people got to like kind of start from the bottom and then rise up. His shot is perfect. So it's great to see him like that. And, you know, this team in general, just to reiterate some things that I've talked about over the last couple of games, it's like they're starting to hit a rhythm and Draymond's coming back next game. You know, this team, we we're starting to see the explosive potential that we always thought this team could have from the preseason. Ever since this roster was finalized, you have waves of guys who can shoot, who can get to the basket, who can score in different ways. I mean, you can put out dudes like Steph, Clay, Jordan Poole, Andrew Wiggins when he's on, Jonathan Kaminga, Moses Moody. Those are a lot of dudes who could score. And it's amazing to me that I can throw Kaminga and definitely amazing to say Moody in there at this point, you know, and kind of love when both Kaminga and Moody check into the game at the same time, because you're like, dang, you know, those are legit two 19 year old dudes who some people thought wouldn't even affect the season, wouldn't even get much playing time, would just be developmental projects. But here they are, here they are, you know, and it just goes to show you that the Warriors, they made the right decisions, kept those draft picks and made the right selections. Didn't trade those and Wiseman and Wiggins for Pascal Siakam or something stupid like that. And they didn't draft Davion Mitchell. <laughs> they got Jonathan Kaminga. But it's also crazy because one thing that we got to remember is Moody was a guy that the Warriors were technically considering at number seven, right? So they may not have taken him, even if Kaminga wasn't there at seven. They may have taken like Wagner or something or Giddy. But the fact that they had somebody that was that high up on their board fall to number 14, you know, yes, Moody might have some limits in terms of quickness, but he is starting to check off boxes for everything else moving forward. You know, he may not be fully consistent with everything, but he's checking boxes for like, oh, okay, he's smart. Oh, okay, he can play solid team defense. Oh, okay, <laughs> he can rebound. He can hit a three-point shot. He has good instincts. So all those things are pretty, pretty impressive. And, you know, Andrew Wiggins, he's just been playing poorly with seemingly low energy and he finally got 20 points. He ended up with 21 points on eight for 16, three of eight from three hit both of his free throws. Yes. <laughs> Six boards and four assists. He also had two blocks plus 14 on the night. So I'll give it up to him. You know, and he probably had people telling him he had to be confident and be more aggressive. And he was. So he may not be as consistent right now as he was pre-All-Star game, pre-All-Star game selection even, but he's 
another dude you could roll out there who can hit three-pointers at a decent clip when he's on and can get to the basket. College basketball fans, join the action on the court during the biggest tournament of the year with DraftKings Sportsbook. Turn your team's victory into your own big win. New customers can bet $5 on any team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. It's that simple. If they win, you win. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can still join the College Hoops action with DraftKings Pools. Everyone can play free pools all March long for a shot at a share of over $250,000 in prizes. Simply join a pool and answer questions like, who will make it to the next round, and who will hit the most three-pointers. Then track your results. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TBPN. Bet $5 on any college hoops team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. If they win, you win with promo code TBPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook. 21 and over. Restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Again, there's a lot of dudes on this team who could fill up a box score. And that's very, very promising. And especially since they did all this without Draymond Green. So that just bodes well, right? You plug Draymond Green in there and it's like, yo, okay. Now they have their defensive anchor. And now they have a guy who can free up Steph to get Steph off ball more and get him shots. I mean, Steph in this game was only three for seven. He took seven shots, two for four from three, eight points. Eight assists, five boards. When was the last time Steph could have had that kind of line and beaten the defending champs? I don't know. (laughs) Right? Who knows? Sure, maybe the KD years. But still, you know, Jordan Poole's not KD. But just to have this much firepower, hopefully getting hot at the right time, hopefully trending towards peaking in the playoffs, then I'm looking forward to that. And got to give a shout out to Kevon Looney, man. That guy, again, only shot one for two, but he had nine boards, four assists, and played tough defense on Giannis. Everything is trending really, really well for the Warriors. And that explosive offense, think about that. They were beating the Bucks by 20 for a big chunk of this game. And Steph wasn't doing anything in terms of shooting the ball. Granted, Poole and Clay just shot the lights out at the same time. But spread that around, add Steph in there, see how things average out, and they'll be tough to beat. I got to say about Jonathan Kaminga, he had a career high in rebounds with 11. He had that massive dunk on Grayson Allen. Glad Grayson Allen didn't try to cheap shot him and hurt him. But another thing is like we always talk about Kaminga's defense and how he's always on the best perimeter player, but at different points in the night, right? Like he's somebody that they put on Chris Middleton, a six, eight guy with a silky smooth shot. And other times Kurt had him on Giannis. So again, that's his versatility. It's really impressive for a 19 year old to be able to do that. But uh, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. I'm thinking of maybe doing a, a live watch along type stream for the Wizards game for Draymond's return on Monday. So tune in for that if you can. But first, I'm looking forward to watching uh, James Wiseman in his second G League stint on Sunday. So again, if you missed the last episode, check it out. I talked about how Wiseman looked. He looked solid, got some early jitters out, and looked stronger, (laughs) looked older, uh, looked like he'd seen some things. And he definitely looked like somebody who, once he gets a little bit of a rhythm, could very much help this team in spots, in spots. He's not there in terms of like, oh, starting center, potential all-star. That's for next season to figure out. 
he needs to work on all that stuff. But in terms of the things where the Warriors need a seven footer in spots, he can definitely do those things. But he looked healthy, he looked strong, and that is step one in this uh, in this process. So the Santa Cruz Warriors play the G League Ignite team. I'm looking forward to seeing this Scoot Henderson guy, this 6'2 point guard who's supposed to be legit. But, uh, yeah, that's on Sunday. So hopefully uh, Wiseman takes another few steps forward. He was on the bench against the Bucks. He was sitting behind the bench, which was great to see. He supposedly had a practice with the Santa Cruz team earlier in the day. So it was great to see him come back up and be a part of this vibe, part of this environment. Solid, solid win. We'll take it. Three-game winning streak with 14 left. Anyway, that is another episode of the Oakland Warriors podcast. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Feel free to hit me up on Twitter at Patrick Epino, E-P-I-N-O, or at Oakland Warriors. Check us out at OaklandWarriors.com. And be sure to check out our new YouTube channel, Oakland Warriors. The link will be in the show description. And be sure to tell your fellow Warrior fan friends to tune in and listen. The Oakland Warriors podcast is produced by National Film Society and is a part of the Basketball Podcast Network. And if you're so inclined, please do give us a five-star rating on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and leave us a nice review on Apple Podcasts. That would be hugely helpful and very much appreciated. Thanks for listening. That's it. Music in this episode provided by Paper Sun. Special thanks to Paul Amardo for production support. See you next time.